From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show for Hormel and Spam. George and Gracie. Spam, war boy. Spam, what joy. George Burns and Gracie Allen. On the show when his orchestra for singing glee with a smoothie sweet. Last but not least, and who is Bud Heaston? Another Monday night brings that familiar phrase, time for Burns and Allen. It seems to me there's another familiar statement that says, you'll never know until you try it. And friends, you'll never know how downright delicious Spam is until you use this grand-tasting meat that comes in a handy can. Spam has dozens of uses, and a good way to introduce your family to this tender meat is to fry slices for breakfast. Just open the can, cut off slices of Spam, and pop in a hot pan. One bite of Spam's sweet, juicy goodness and meaty flavor will convince you that Spam will be served often at your house. So when your food dealer says, what'll it be today, ma'am? You just say, S-P-A-M, Spam. Here they are, George and Spam's meat heart, Gracie. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Gracie, here it is Monday night again. Doesn't time fly? Fine, thank you. And how are you? Uh, wait a minute, Gracie. What are you doing? I'm knitting. Yeah, but what are you knitting? Oh, something. I love to knit. I'd rather knit than not. <laughs> You'd, uh, you'd rather knit the knot? Yeah, and then again, there are some people who'd rather not be knitting than be knitting nothing. <laughs> yeah, but what is this thing you're making? Oh, a little thing for my brother, Willie. He's the one who's at March Field. He's in the Army, you know. Yes, I know he's in the Army, but what is it? It's just like the Navy, but without water. <laughs> well, thanks very much. Well, can I believe my eyes? Is that George Burns in a new suit, new shoes, and spats? Yes, it happens to be George Burns. Bernsey, it isn't because of that society, Deb, Cabina Wright Jr., who was up here last week, is it? No, it isn't. Well, there are only two reasons to be dressed that way. You're either in love or an end man in a minstrel show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Artie, I'd just assume you stick to your music. Yeah, Artie, you've got a lot of nerve making fun of George's clothes. Oh, he's just sensitive. Well, you'd be sensitive, too, if you looked as bad as George does. <laughs> Now, you stay out of this. Yeah, Artie, you heard him. Stay out of this. Are you cracked? 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 Wait a minute, I'll ask him. George, are you cracked? <laughs> I must be going out of my mind. Well, George, don't admit it. Make him prove oh, it. Oh, quiet, quiet. How did this thing start? Well, don't you remember you asked me what I was doing, and I said I was knitting nutting. Oh, yes, for your brother Willie. Yeah, he's in the army, you I know. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I love to knit. Mm. I do a lot of knitting. 
Oh, I'll never forget. I knitted a bathing suit for my uncle, and I made it out of spinach. And uncle looked just, so nice, and he just said... Just a minute. You, you, you knitted a bathing suit out of spinach? Well, yeah, and that way he doesn't have to go to the beach to lie around in the sand. <laughs> Say, Gracie, is there anything that's impossible for you to do? No, but when the thing's impossible, it's harder for me. Look, are you trying to make me an imbecile? No, no, I'm making the sweater, but when I'm finished, I'll be glad to make you one How do I get into these things? Oh, easy, they just button up the front Oh, quiet Oh, say, hey, George, look, your underwear is hanging over your shoes Bud, that happens to be spats Spats? Yeah (laughs) Oh, now, Bud, Bud, don't do what Artie did Don't say that he got dressed up in a kind of cabina because that's how they got into a big fight. Really? Wasn't Artie. It was on account of you. Now, please, George. How can you say that to Bud? He wasn't even here when it happened. <laughs> all right, so I've got on spats and I'm wearing a new suit and I like it. Well, gee, George, we all like it. Why, that suit makes you look very athletic. Hmm. Makes you look like you've got pork shoulders with ham meat added. <laughs> yes. I look spick and span. Uh. <clears throat> Well, well, Bud, we got it in. Yeah, didn't we? Yes, we did. Well, George, I, I can't let you tangling my wool. Oh, pardon me. Desde ahora que están hablando de la sociedad, ¿por qué no me pregunto? Yo no yo sé mucho. Yes, I know, I know. That's the guitar player. Senor Lee, what is it? Senor Burns, that society girl who came here last week, her family came over on the cauliflower? It's Mayflower. Cauliflower is, uh, well, what is it that has a head like a cabbage, only it's a little softer? Does it wear spots? <laughs> you know, it's a lucky thing for you people that I can hold my temper. Oh, good, George. You can hold my knitting, too. Look, I don't want to hold your knitting. Well, then how can I read my brother Willie's letter? And I don't want to hear your brother Willie's letter. Well, then you hold the knitting and I'll read the letter. <laughs> yeah, that's much better, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> dear Gracie, I can't thank you enough, Gracie, for the lovely toupee you sent me. It'll come in very handy if I ever get bald. Um, Gracie, if he isn't bald, why did you send him the toupee? Uh, please, Judge. Uh, don't talk while I'm interrupting. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, Gracie, will you tell Daddy it was a swell idea to have my name tattooed on my chest, as it saves me a lot of talk. Now when a sentry stops me and says, who goes there, all I have to do is unbutton my shirt and show him. And, Gracie, I hate to Just complain. And... Gracie, your brother must have been born in Sippet. My... No, in San Francisco. Oh, well, I'm wrong, I guess. Yes. And, Gracie, I hate to complain, but I'm very disappointed in my army gas mask. It doesn't relieve me half as much as Bro myself, sir. Well, look, Bri- I just as soon not here anymore. Brigadier General Lachlan has been teaching us camouflage, and it's really a wonderful thing. I've been camouflaging myself as a rifle, and for two days my tentmate has carried me everywhere on his shoulder. <laughs> Probably didn't know the kid was loaded. George, please. Um, I wish you'd laugh long. That's all I've got. George, please. More letter. It's fun being carried about, but it gets tiresome having my throat cleaned every day with a ramrod. And his throat cleaned with a ramrod? Well, we'll have to close now and help the top sergeant hunt for his overcoat. By the way, did it reach you safely? Signed, Bill. That's all I want. And now, Artie Shaw, his clarinet, and his boys will play Canto Caraballi. 
George, look, there's nobody listening, and I noticed that you're all dressed up. So between you and my brother Willie Sweater... Yes? Is, is Cobina wearing your fraternity pin while you're wearing her spats? Percy, I'm going to settle this once and for all. The reason I'm dressed up is that I was invited to a private showing at an art gallery. Is that so terrible? Oh, no. Did you have a nice time? Well, it was really wonderful. I saw all the masterpieces, and while I'm no critic, I don't think anybody can touch Rembrandt's paintings. Why, aren't they dry yet? <laughs> yeah, they're still wet. Anyway, I looked in, in the, I looked in one room, and there was Whistler's mother and the blue boy. Oh, please, Judge. I'm not interested in scandal. <laughs> scandal? Whistler was a painter. Well, I wouldn't care if he were a plumber. You've got no right to talk about his mother. Tracy, you don't understand. I'm talking about James Abbott McNeil Whistler. He, he painted his mother. Oh, sort of a beauty operator. Yes, a beauty operator. Well... It's a place in Beverly Hill. Yeah. Doing very well. Yeah, I know. I always... Making lots of money there. Yeah. Well, I always say if the shoe fits, wear it. And if it's your mother, paint her. That's what you always yeah. say. Hey, what are you two cooking up here? Oh, did you hear? George went to the art gallery with Rembrandt. Quiet, Gracie. Going around with Rembrandt, huh? Did Cobina Wright give you the air? Stop with those wise Oh, cracks. don't be so sensitive. Well, George has a right to be sensitive. If you looked as bad as George did, you'd now, be sensitive. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't start that again. Yeah, honey, don't start that oh, again. Oh, quiet, quiet. Yes, Mr. Shaw, I went to the art gallery. I saw the works of Rembrandt, Michelangelo, uh, Ginsburg, Da Vinci. Ginsburg? Who's that? Who's that? Happens to be one of the world's greatest painters. And he'll be remembered long after you and Frenesy are forgotten. Ah, <laughs> oh, gee, George, you must be pretty smart to know about Ginsburg. Mm. And, Bud, did you hear George tell how Whistler painted his mother and that George saw her the day before yesterday with Mrs. Blue Boy's son and nobody could touch him because they weren't dry? <laughs> Bud, did you understand what Gracie said? Well, certainly, George. How Whistler painted his mother and that you saw her the day before yesterday with Mrs. Blue Boy's son, but nobody could touch him because they weren't dry. But that doesn't make sense. It does, too. It does not. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, Senor Burns, you're right about the Mayflower. I looked it up in the dictionary. It isn't dictionary, it's dictionary. Yeah. A duck is a silly looking thing with flat feet. Does it wear spots? <laughs> well, can't you ever get one word right? In a short while, I will spoke better. Mm. <laughs> I am taking a course from the International Correspondence University. I see you. Peekaboo, I see you too. <laughs> Look, if you people don't stop, I'm going to walk out of oh, here. Oh, George, believe me, I'll George, never come George, back. don't get so excited. I better right to be excited. Well, don't get excited. It's bad for your health. And the blood might rush up to your head, and the first thing you know, you'll see spats in front of your eyes. <laughs> stop talking about spats. Can I talk about Rembrandt? Yes, you can talk about Rembrandt. Has he got spats? <laughs> He's been dead for 500 years. Are those his spats? <laughs> Look, I got dressed up. I went to the art gallery. I happen to love things that are arty. Oh, thanks, George. I love you, too. <laughs> I had to bring that up. You did? I didn't know you were Artie's father. I didn't mean that! <laughs> Mr. Burns, if you'll allow a sound man to interrupt. Yes, what is it, four years at Harvard? How can you dare talk about art without mentioning the greatest work of all, the Mona Lisa? Oh, I've seen that, and it's really a pip. A pip? 
A masterpiece. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In her smile, Da Vinci caught the enigma. Well, maybe he slept with his window open. Please, please. What depth, what beauty. Do you know why the Mona Lisa is smiling? Well, maybe while she was being painted, the brush tickled her. <laughs> Sound man, do you know why she's smiling? Yes. Being a student of the arts, I can tell what goes on in anybody's mind by the expression on his face. Now take Bud Heaston over there. He's wondering how to get his message over to the millions of people who are not aware of the fact that this is the only meat of its kind that is made of pork shoulder and has ham meat added. Oh, well, that's too easy. That was an easy one. But I'm still not convinced. What's Artie Shaw thinking of? He's thinking of the same thing that I am. Who is Ginsburg? <laughs> He's a great painter. Well, I can do that. I can read mine. You can? Well, yeah, I'll try it with Bud. Here, George, hold my knitting. Come here, Bud. Now, uh, Bud, concentrate. Um, close your eyes. Very close. All right. Ooh. Well, Gracie, uh, that wasn't on my mind. Oh, isn't that silly? I read my own mind. <laughs> uh, look, a sound man, what am I thinking of? You're thinking of Cobina Wright, Jr., Look, I told you a million times I have no interest in Cabina Wright, Jr. She was here last week, and that was the finish. I've never even tried to get in touch with her. Well, why don't you send her some orchids? I don't send girls orchids. Well, why don't you send her some daisies? I don't send girls flowers. How about a package of seeds? Look, I don't send girls anything. Only a chump buys flowers and, 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 and things like that for girls. What do you think I am, a clarinet player? Oh, no, I can't do it, kids. No, please. Say, what's going on there? Well, George, Charlie of the Smoothies here wants me to sing a song they wrote. Well, do me a favor, bud. Get me out of this and sing the song. Do oh, anything. All right. Please. Ham is a meat that's delicious. It's pork shoulder blended with ham. That's why it has extra goodness and flavor found only in Spam. Spam, 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 spam. Hormel put grand tasting meat in a can. Saves time, tastes fine. Ask your food dealer for spam. Ah, oh, ladies. When you're tired and weary with the daily chores of planning meals, here's a little tip. Get a little old can of ever-loving spam. Oh, yes, friends. Spam is delicious meat put up in a handy can originated by Hormel. Oh, that Spam is a perfect combination of sweet, juicy pork shoulder and that little old ham meat. And that, and that, yes, yes, that's why Spam is different. Why it has a taste and a flavor all its own. Oh, yes, ladies. It's so easy to use. Try that Spam. Oh, you'll like the way it saves your time and gives your family grand-tasting meat. But get the real thing, ladies. Ask your food dealer for Spam. Then, instead of worrying about what to serve, you'll start singing. Spam, 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 Spam. My brother Willie's sweater, look. Gracie, am I seeing things? Has that sweater got four sleeves? Oh, well, I hope that's enough. <laughs> well, what is your brother, an octopus? No, just a private. <laughs> well, why does he need a sweater with four sleeves? Well, that's what it said in the paper. 
Congress okays new equipment, and by next week, the boys will have additional arms. Well, if I were you, I'd add a few more sleeves. Oh, you think so? Uh, Come in. Why, Cabina! Well, look, everybody, it's Cabina Wright Jr. Why, Cabina, this is a surprise. Well, George, I'm sorry to intrude now, but I simply had to see you. I just can't accept this mink coat you sent me this morning. A mink coat? A mink coat? Oh, well, uh, Cabina, that couldn't be from George. He said he wouldn't even give you a package of seeds. Please. Uh, Cabina, let me explain about the mink coat, you see. You're, you're, you're taking it the wrong way. Well, why don't you take it like my sister Bessie does? She just goes to the Brown Derby, buys a cup of coffee, and takes a mink coat. <laughs> You see, Cabina, I gave you that mink coat just as a token of her friendship. But I wanted it to be platonic. Well, platonic is pretty, but personally, I'd rather have mink or sable or silver fox or caracal. How about fitch? I don't like fitch. Good. Bones get stuck in my throat. I hope. (laughs) Oh, please don't be offended, George. I don't want you to think I'm a prude. I don't like prudes either. Good. The wrinkles get stuck in my throat. Oh, quiet. Uh, After all, Cabina... But don't feel too badly, George, because I will keep that nice quart bottle of perfume you sent me. He sent you a quart of perfume? Yes, and it's beautiful. It's the first time I ever saw Christmas night come in a seltzer bottle. <laughs> well, you see, Cabina, I thought it would be handy in case you didn't have an item, an atomizer. Could sort of... <laughs> like Senor Lee. <laughs> well, I oh, I couldn't get well, a laugh well, the other way. Bottle... <laughs> a quart bottle of perfume and a mink coat, huh? Brother, I quit. Why? One clarinet player on this program's enough. <laughs> now, Cabina, I think you're very selfish not to accept that mink coat. You're not only making George very unhappy, but all the other little minks, too. Look, Gracie. <laughs> After all, it took 250 minks to make that coat. And if you throw them all out of work, George will have to support them. He's already got a lot of relatives. Gracie, I... So I always say... Look, Gracie, how can you talk so much and say so little? Well, that's because I don't open my mouth when I talk. Oh, quiet, quiet, quiet. And, George, weren't you going to extremes when you put that envelope in the coat pocket saying, enclosed, find $100 for alterations? Well, I don't know what to say. I could never accept that. But, Cabina... Here's $50. (laughs) Fifty dollars, Cabrina. I'm sorry, George. That's all there was in the envelope. <clears throat> well, you see, it was dark, and I wrote the note in a phone booth. Well, Cabrina, I think you're silly not to accept the George's offer. Why, why don't you accept George, too? George and Alfred Vanderbilt are exactly alike. Well, you certainly went by the way of Syracuse for that. <laughs> Alfred... <laughs> Alfred Vanderbilt and I... <laughs> Alfred Vanderbilt and I are exactly alike? Well, of course, he has blue blood in his veins. And yours is more like a greenish blue, mm. more like a brown sort of... Uh, white. Yeah, white, yeah, white blood. blood. Yes, yeah, I yeah. thought so. But outside of that, we're exactly alike. Gracie, stop helping me. There's one thing I don't like about Vanderbilt. He wears spats. Oh, well, then they're exactly alike. <laughs> Gracie, thanks for the help, Say, but I... Cabina, I wouldn't be so hard on George. You know, you have no idea what he's gone through for you. Why, he even went through an art gallery. Listen, bud. Yeah, bud, and he even saw a blue boy while he was still wet. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> That's right, and he knows all about that great painter, Ginsburg. All right, ignoramus. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cabina, wasn't that masterpiece that you pointed out to me painted by Ginsburg? Ginsburg? That's Gainsborough. 
Well, I was probably thinking of that old vaudeville act, the three painting Ginsburgs. They used to make pictures with sand. No, very well. They were handled by Tom Fitzpatrick, a great actor. Uh, hey, Carbona. Uh, you're making a mistake not taking that minky. Oh, please, senor. It's not minky, it's monkey, aren't you, George? Now stop helping me. Aunt Cabina, won't you please accept this coat? Oh, George, I couldn't. And now I've got to get back to 20th Century Fox. And for being such a dear, here's a kiss. Mm. Well, come on, Cabina. I'll see you to the elevator. Now, don't forget the party next week. I won't forget. Hey, Rembrandt, so you don't send girls flowers, huh? You just send them seeds. Say, George, I know where there's a sale and you can get a dozen mink coats for $50,000. Yeah, with $100 bills in the pockets. <laughs> you boys all finished? Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Was I invited to the party? Yes. Did I get a kiss? Yes. Did she take the coat? No. Look, wise guys, this happens to be my own little system. I take a $5,000 mink coat on approval, and it always works out like this. You see, no girl like Cabina could, would ever accept it. That makes me a big shot. So you see, Cabina... Oh, George! George, I've got some wonderful news for you. I've talked to Cabina, and what do you think? What? She's accepting the coat. Here, Cabina! Somebody pick up George. While George is still unconscious, Gracie will sing Accidentally on Purpose. Accidentally on Purpose you paused while passing by Accidentally on purpose You tried to catch my eye You made that chance remark That the day was mild And let me ask you incidentally Was it accidentally that you smiled Accidentally on purpose You let me hold your hand You did it on purpose You had the whole thing planned You thought that you were smart, but sweetheart, I wasn't fooled at all. Accidentally on purpose, I made you fall. And as I recall, it wasn't chance that romance happened to come to me. No, I fear the situation is plain. For every day in some way where I was you would be. Guess you thought you planned the whole campaign. Accidentally on purpose. You said, please pass the salt. Accidentally on purpose. I spilled my chocolate malt. We both began to laugh. And then I forget. I sort of kind of wonder, incidentally, was it accidentally our eyes met? Accidentally on purpose. I left my gloves behind. I didn't intend to, but they weren't hard to find. You thought that you were quite aggressive, but you weren't the one at all. Accidentally on purpose, I fooled you, cause it wasn't any accident that made you fall.
Here's a statement, friends, you can bank on 100%. Whenever the occasion calls for delicious meat at your house, serve Spam. Originated by Hormel, Spam has become one of the country's most popular mealtime aids. This delicious meat in a handy can has extra flavor because Spam by Hormel is a combination of juicy pork shoulder and tender ham cooked by Hormel's own formula to preserve all the natural flavor and tenderness of these choice cuts. You're really missing something good if you haven't yet tried Spam. Ask for Spam when you shop tomorrow. Thanks, bud. Well, Gracie, say goodnight. Oh, good night. So we're going to Cabina's party next week, huh? Yes, I know I'm going. I've got to get that coat back. It's on approval. No, it's not. It's on Cabina. It is. Now, good night, all. Ladies and gentlemen, may we call your attention to your community's campaign for the celebration of the president's birthday. Every dime contributed in this campaign helps to build America's national defense against a cruel disease. And it helps the youngster around your own corner, too. So give a dime or a dollar if you can. Fight infantile paralysis. Join us again next week, same time, same station, for another Burns and Allen show with Artie Shaw and his orchestra and the smoothies. This is Bud Heaston speaking for Hormel and Spam and reminding you to remember that cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. Have you tried Hormel Chili Con Carne? Even those who think they don't like chili do like Chili Con Carne the way Hormel makes it because it's different and everybody likes it. Double your money back if you don't like it. Try Hormel Chili Con Carne tomorrow. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>